Hey friend, I'm Beth Ann Schwamberger, host of the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. This show is all about brilliant women, just like you, who are growing their businesses in the margins. You're juggling nap time and work time, wiping up messes with writing blogs, and I don't believe you need big, impressive numbers or shiny accolades behind your name to be brilliant. This show is about realistic, doable strategies that will work for you and your business right where you are. Big and little wins are celebrated here, and every single one of my listeners is a big deal in my book. Grab your coffee, and maybe the laundry, and be encouraged by business mamas who'll make working in the margins just a little more fun. Well, hello, hello, my friend. This episode is all about sales page secrets. I'm actually doing a three-part series on your sales page and some key parts of that page that you need to get more conversions on that page. Now, when I say conversions or when you hear some other internet marketing guru talk about conversions, what we mean when it comes to a sales page is more sales. We mean we want out of all of the people who visit your sales page, we want the highest percentage of them possible to take action and choose to buy your amazing product. So in the next three episodes, I'll be going through some sales page secrets with you that have helped not just me and my own business, but hundreds and hundreds of students that I've worked really closely with over the last couple of years to increase their sales page conversions too. So in part one, we are talking about the number one most important thing your sales page needs to have to be successful. I gotta tell you, I think a lot of people kind of push this particular element off to the side. They discount it. They don't give it as much love and attention as it should get. But I am here to tell you that time and time again, this little piece of information on your sales page makes an enormous difference. And you can actually use this piece of information in other parts of your marketing as well. So what's that number one most important thing your sales page has to have? It is customer testimonials. You need to have happy customers who want to rave about your product and tell other people how much they love it. And those customers' quotes, the words right from their mouth, need to be on your sales page. Now, why are customer testimonials so important? Well, to your potential customers, those testimonials are proof to them that your product is valuable, that it's high quality, and that it really helps people and that there's other people out there that really love it. It's one thing for you to say over and over again that your product is amazing and here are all the ways that it can help someone, but it's a whole nother ball game to have all sorts of other people speaking to how incredible your product is. And I have seen time and time again that when I try to launch a brand new product and I don't have any happy customers yet, my sales page conversion rates, so again, the number of people that buy who have visited the page is quite a bit lower than after I have those happy testimonials. I also notice a big difference depending on the strength of those testimonials. So if it's just someone saying, yeah, this course was great and it was nice and the videos were lovely, that's better than nothing. But having someone say, I went through this program, I went from this before picture to this after picture, these are my results, here's this concrete evidence of how this product has changed my life, 
I love it so much. It's the only course on, you know, whatever topic that I recommend. You have got to enroll in this course or you've got to purchase this product, right? So the more specific that happy customer is and the more they speak to the transformation, not just that they enjoyed your product, but that your product truly tangibly helped them and improved their life, it makes an enormous difference for your sales page conversion rates. And it makes sense, right? Because again, you can talk till you're blue in the face about how amazing your product is, but we all tend to think our own stuff is amazing, right? So let your happy customers do the talking for you because it means so much more when they speak to how great your product is. The other neat thing about having a lot of strong customer testimonials is that you can use those in your ad copy or let's say you're not running ads yet, but you're posting on Instagram and Facebook and social media organically when you're promoting a product, you can use those happy customer testimonials in all of those organic social media posts too. And it is so powerful. You can also use those happy customer testimonials and, you know, better yet, if you have more of a complete before and after story from a customer, you can use those in your marketing emails. And time and time again, the emails that I send out that really feature a customer story and feature how my product has helped her in a great big tangible way, those are my best performing emails. Uh, because again, uh, your potential customers and your audience, they're going to see themselves in your happy customer stories, right? That they're going to connect to a particular one. And all those excuses they came up with of, you know, I don't have the skills that I need or the background that I need or the time or the money or whatever it is, whatever is holding them back, when they see themselves in that happy customer story, they're so much more convinced that, you know what, maybe those excuses aren't, maybe I should push those aside, right? Maybe I really can do this and it's time for me to give this product a chance. So let's talk a little bit about what you want to include and how you want to format those happy customer testimonials on your sales page. Now you may be thinking, Bethann, my product is brand new. I have zero customers. What in the world are you talking about? How am I possibly supposed to get those customer testimonials? And we will go over that and I will give you some ideas on that. But first, I want to talk to you about some key elements that your customer testimonial should have. Ideally, your testimonial will have a photo of the person who is sharing their opinion. Now, in some niches and spaces online, people feel kind of weird putting their photo on a sales page. If that's the case, it's okay. It's not going to make or break the testimonial, but I do want to encourage you to ask if you could possibly share that happy customer's photo. And in many cases, they're going to say, oh, sure, absolutely. The one thing I don't want you to do is to try to sub in a stock photo for that customer's photo instead, because that's really a form of dishonesty if you think about it, right? Like that is not that person. So you're being dishonest in, in who you're displaying on your page. And the last thing you wanna do with your customer testimonials is have people mistrust you. And it's very easy with a Google image search for someone to figure out that you're using stock photos in place of real customers on your page. And so if they see that, they might think, well, then how do I know this customer is real? How do I know this quote from this 
particular person is real. So that's the last thing you want to do. So try your best to get that photo of your lovely customers. And if you cannot, sub in a cute little icon, you know, just make it a pretty formatted graphic. But please, please, please do not use stock photos. The next thing you want to do with your customer testimonials, this might sound counterintuitive based on what I've just said, but you want to edit those testimonials. Now, hold on, hold up for just a minute because again, we're not talking about rewording and changing the message of what those happy customers had to say. We are talking about editing for grammar. We're talking about editing for spelling. <laughs> we're talking about editing for brevity. So brevity meaning it should be concise, right? So sometimes we have these amazing customers and they have two paragraphs to share with us about how our product does help them. And that is so fun. I, I love getting those kinds of emails or messages from my customers, but I may not need to include every single sentence that they had to say on my sales page. It might be too much for a potential new customer to read. And I may want to highlight certain aspects of what they had to say more than others. Maybe they spoke to a particular feature of my product that I really wanna emphasize. Maybe they spoke to a particular transformation that they had, and there's a few other sentences that don't necessarily add to that main point. So again, I am not talking about manipulating what your customers had to say and completely changing what they had to say. No, 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 no. We will never do that. But you can take out sentences. You can shorten things up. You can, you know, make the focus on that testimonial the, the main focus that you need it to be. And that's totally fine. The other thing you want to do with your customer testimonials is format them. So maybe your happy customer wrote you a big, long, single paragraph, and it's like 20 sentences, right? Well, you will want to break that up. You will want to add line breaks. And the other really important formatting technique here is bolding certain sections of that testimonial. Because again, it's your job as the product owner and the creator of that sales page to emphasize the right things, to make it easier for a potential customer reading that page to get to the main point quickly, right? So by bolding the most important sentences from that testimonial, you're drawing that reader's eye into that and making sure they don't miss it, that it doesn't get lost in those 20 amazing sentences that they had to say. The other thing you want to do with your testimonial is make it pretty. So I see so many customer testimonials where it's almost just like a quote right within the sales page and you can hardly notice that it's anything special, right? You want to add a color block. You want to add a pretty icon. You want to add some fun borders. You need to do something so that that testimonial feels beautiful and branded, that it fits in with your sales page, but yet at the same time, it stands out enough so that the reader of your page knows that it's something special, right? It doesn't just feel like another piece of your page where you're talking about your product. It feels like something special. So if you go to the show notes for this episode, you can see some examples of what, you know, a pretty formatted customer testimonial can look like. Now, a bonus idea for your customer testimonials would be to share photos that really demonstrate that transformation that you helped your customer to achieve. 
So if you're in the health and fitness space, that may be a transformation of, you know, their before and after fitness photo. If you're in the organizational space, perhaps they'd be willing to share a before and after photo of a space in their house that you help them to organize with your product. In my case, with my Facebook ads intensive, some of my customers are willing to share a screenshot of their ads manager. And so they're giving us a peek behind the scenes at, you know, look at all the purchases I've gotten from my ads, look at my return on ad spend. And, you know, they're willing to share all of that wonderful data with us. And that is so powerful. Having that proof that not only do these happy customers say that you've helped them in a big way, but they're really demonstrating that you've done so. Okay, so I hope at this point you're convinced that you need, you desperately need some happy customer testimonials on your sales pages. How are you going to get them? Especially if your product is brand new and you're just launching it out into the world. My first recommendation is to find yourself a group of beta testers. Find yourself some friends, some family, some super, super de duper duper loyal audience members, right, who feel like friends. They feel like your online friends. Reach out to them and say, hey, I'm launching this new product. Would you be willing to test it out for me and tell me what you think? In exchange, you know, I'm offering it for a super low price um, because I really want to have people testing this out, giving me ideas for how to improve it and letting me know, you know, if it was helpful to them or not, right? So um, you really do want to focus on not just getting an amazing testimonial from folks, but also on the fact that they get to get in early and they get to give you valuable feedback that will help you make your product even better because we all have ways to improve our products, right? There may be things we're missing or things we didn't effectively communicate. And so those early beta testers can be a huge help in that way. So truly, whoever you need to reach out to and whatever it takes to have some early bird beta testers in the door, I really do want to encourage you to do that. You don't need a ton. I'm not saying that you should massively discount your product and sell it to 100 people (laughs) for a huge discount in order to have beta testers. I'm saying you can reach out to five people or 10 people, something along those lines, but do make it clear to them that you expect their feedback by a certain date and make it easy on them by giving them, you know, a survey with some specific questions that they can answer for you. So once you have launched your product into the world for the first time and you are getting more customers in the door, you're past that beta testing stage. The next way to get those happy customer testimonials would be to email out a Google form to all your past customers. This is something that I periodically do with my products. And I have to tell you, I am not as organized as many of my students are. They have turned this into an email automation that goes out. I'll share more of their ideas in a minute. But even if you're more scattered and you're more disorganized like I am, I kind of tend to run my business by the seat of my pants. I know that's hilarious (laughs) considering um, my business size, but that's typically what works for me. So for me, if I know in a few months I'm going to relaunch a product, 
I will create a Google form that has, you know, all the different questions that I want to know about, you know, what were the features that um, people loved most about my product? Was there anything that was confusing? You know, do they have anything that that's on their wish list that they would add to the product? And then the last question I always, always, always put on my Google forms or my customer surveys of, of any sort is anything else you want me to know. This is the best question ever. That is where people really spill the beans. Um, I get both the meanest, worst answers there, <laughs> but I have to say it's good. It's good because typically there's some nuggets in there. Like I had feedback one time from my ads intensive. So <laughs> this person basically said, I don't know why I bought this ads course. I guess just because it was the cheapest option out there. <laughs> and um, this person, uh, you know, essentially with all their bits of feedback, which, yeah, were just a huge contrast to the overwhelmingly positive feedback that I get on my program. But essentially, this person expected white glove, high class, you know, service, but her buying decision was based on it being the cheapest ads program out there. And that to me was a red flag of like, oh boy, this person who wasn't happy made a decision to buy because it was the cheapest option. And I decided right then and there, I do not want to be the cheapest ads course out there. That is not my goal. <laughs> so, and someone who's making a buying decision based on the cheapest, you know, from what I could tell, it's like they didn't end up being this great student who was really happy with their experience anyway. So even that bad feedback can be so, so, so helpful. And I have to say too, I get a lot of really constructive, really helpful feedback from very, very happy students, right? So they have plenty of amazing, wonderful things to say about my products, but they also, because I leave it open-ended, because I say anything else you want me to know, they will let me know right there, you know, hey, the coaching calls sometimes get really long. And, you know, what if we could reserve time slots so we didn't feel like we had to hop on right away to save our spot in line and then still wait two hours to get our question answered? And I had several students my last round of the intensive who gave me that feedback and it was the best feedback ever. And so now I run my coaching calls differently because I was willing to be open-ended and I wanted them to give me everything they had, right? I wanted them to spill the beans, tell me the good, tell me the bad. And because they are brave enough to do that, it allows me to make my program better and better and, you know, all my other products better and better, you know, every time I launch them. So I'm so, so, so appreciative of everyone who's willing to be really honest and really vulnerable because it's helped me a ton and it helps their future, you know, students and my future customers. So the other cool thing, though, that often happens in that anything else you want me to know box is I get these it's like fan mail. I mean, it's the sweetest thing ever. People will tell me how grateful they are for me and one of my programs or one of my products, how much it's helped their business, how their life is better. They, they're less stressed. They have more time for their family. They're just growing. They're making big plans for their lives and their futures. And they're employing other women in their business because of their growth. And just, I just get the most amazing, um, pieces of fan mail in there and it's 
you know, that keeps me going, right? It's just incredible to, to know that you've helped people in that way. And again, if I only had, you know, yes or no, or check the box for what feature you like the best, or what would you improve? Like, those are all great and amazing. And you should have those quick and easy answers in there. But have the open ended one too, because those to me are always the most valuable answers that I get. So all that to say, that was a long way of saying that just creating a little Google form, which is totally free, and you can then link to that Google form. Just email all your past customers and ask them how they're doing. Ask them what you can help with and let them know that, hey, it would be an amazing help to you. And by the way, it benefits them too when they will fill out your little form because when they give you ways to improve things, you can actually go and improve things, which helps them too. <laughs> so I always um, make a point of emphasizing that with my past ads intensive students because even though they won't be in the live program again, they get access to the replays and the resources in the future. So if they suggest amazing tools and resources that they'd like me to add in, they will benefit from that too. And one more quick tip for those of you who are a little more scattered, like I am, it's okay, you're in good company. Um, one of the ways that I ensure I get a lot of feedback quickly on my Google Forms is that I will actually upload that list of customers to Facebook and I will run a little traffic ads campaign and I'll link directly to that Google form. So I'll say something right in my ad copy that's like, hey, ads intensive student, I have so appreciated teaching you in this program and I would love it so much if you, you would click on this link and take a few minutes to fill out this form. You know, it, it would mean so much to me and I just wanna keep cheering you on and I wanna keep improving this program. And so I will link it up right there. So that way, if they're not opening those emails for me, that's okay, I can reach them in the, the Instagram and Facebook feed too. And it is super cheap to do this. I mean, because if you think about your customer list, it's a relatively small group of people. And on Facebook, you can reach a thousand people for typically anywhere from $5 to $40. So we're talking super, super cheap to reach your past customers of a particular product. So just a fun little tip for you. Plus, I think people really like it. It's like, oh, Bethann's just saying hi right here in my feed and um, just makes it easier for them. Okay, so for those of you who are more organized than me, like most of my students are, let me share a few ideas that my students had for making sure they're getting those customer testimonials consistently. So Brandis of Gracefield Plate said that she embeds a Google form in the last lesson of her course. And then she also has a checkbox asking for permission to use what they had to say on that Google form as a testimonial. I also, I want to second that. I um, have a spot on my ads intensive survey and I actually do that one in type form so I can get a little more customized there. Um, type form allows me to um, let them directly upload their headshot or a photo of them right into the form, which is really great. And I ask them right then and there, can I use any of the quotes, anything that you've said here as a testimonial on my sales page or in, you know, emails? And they can say yes, no, or they can also say yes, but check with me first on exactly what you're going to say. So um, that's been a great option there. So anyways, I love the idea of whether you're using a Google form or you're linking to a different tool or a type form or something else, put that right into your course. 
put it at the end of your course. And similarly to that, LaToya of Women Finding God, she says that she includes a link to her customer feedback form right within the product too. So even if she's not selling a course, maybe it is planning printables or a workbook or, you know, some sort of a PDF, you can still add that link right to your customer feedback form at the end of your PDF. So, you know, think about adding something like that to all of your products. You could also, if you wanted to make life easy, maybe you have a ton of different digital products, you could keep your feedback form super general and just say something at the top of, you know, like, which product are you, did you recently purchase? And then they fill in the blank. And then you ask them some other questions about what they liked, what they didn't, anything else they want you to know. And, you know, away you go. So it doesn't have to be so complicated. Bethany of Board and Batten Design says that, you know, because her design files are super low ticket, so they start at $3.50, but even so, she has an automated email that goes out to every purchaser 10 days after they buy, and they can submit their review right there in that email. She said in her case, she doesn't even need to incentivize reviews. She doesn't have to do a giveaway or anything like that. She just sends them that email and asks them to post a review, gives them an easy way to do it. Katie Kiefer of truemoneysaver.com was also saying that as far as her digital products in her Shopify store go, she also has an automation set up using the judge.me app for Shopify. She uses just the free version of that app. And so three days after someone purchases, they get an automatic email through that app that asks them to, you know, just quickly submit their feedback on it. She also, in addition to that, has um, an autoresponder set up that sends a link to a Google form. And so with that Google form, that's, you know, similar to what I talked about. You can get more detailed feedback from people and it's more private, right? They can give you all the feedback in the world and then they can still decide, is it okay if you use it as a testimonial or if you don't, right? And Katie said that when she includes that Google form link, she gives them a discount code to go and grab a particular product for free to thank them, you know, for their time in filling out that form. Um, another way that I've done my surveys, if I'm doing them all at once, you know, I'm emailing a big group of customers all at once, I'll say, hey, if you fill out this survey by, you know, X date, I'm doing a random drawing and I'll either say one winner or three people drawn at random who submitted the survey will win. And then, you know, it might be a decent sized product for me, you know, something worth $50 or so to, you know, just incentivize that feedback. The other nice benefit of doing a random drawing is that kind of let them know, hey, you can fill out this, you know, feedback form anonymously and that's totally fine. But in order to be entered into the giveaway, you know, I have to have a way to get in touch with you. So you would need to put an email address in here. And so then that's really helpful for all of those amazing fan letters that I talked about in order to reach out to them and say, this was so amazing. Uh, would you mind if I put this on my sales page or do you have a photo that I could use with this on my page or hey would you even be willing to you know share a screenshot from your ads manager of these amazing results because you know I know my audience would love to see it or in my case too that's often when I'm 
asking, hey, do you want to come on the podcast and share your story because it's just so incredible. So it is nice to have a way to incentivize them submitting their name and, you know, contact information because that's helpful for continuing the relationship. Um, I have to say too, though, I have You know, a lot of my students just go ahead and say what they're so happy about or the big win that they've had right inside my Facebook group. So I have, you know, an ongoing membership group for my students who've kind of graduated from the ads intensive. And then, of course, every round of the ads intensive, I'll have students who are posting in there and sharing their wins, sharing their results, sharing what they're so excited about. And again, that's an opportunity where I can be cheering right along with them. And I can also ask them like, hey, would it be okay? if I shared what you had to say on, you know, the sales page for this. And truly, don't feel bad asking about that because when you have really happy customers and students, I mean, typically they're thrilled. Like they want to spread the word too, right? There's a reason that they're (laughs) a happy customer. And so they want other people to have that amazing experience that they had too, right? So please, you know, don't feel bad about asking um, if you can share what they had to say. Just, you know, I think there the point is make sure that you're focusing on them as a person and a customer and a student first and caring for them first um, because, of course, it's not about you. It is about them. And and if you're doing that first, then it is a-okay to then be asking if you can share the wonderful things that they had to say. Um, and I think both Katie Kiefer and Erin Leonard or an Aaron of NoticeTheLittleThings.com, they both talked about just basically offering a freebie to everyone who completes their survey. So they just like to do it more as, hey, everybody gets a little thank you gift for taking the time to tell me your thoughts. And again, the one thing you want to keep in mind here is you are not incentivizing people to give you positive, amazing feedback and rave reviews because that's not ethical. (laughs) What you are saying thank you for and giving them a freebie for or entering them into a drawing for is taking the time to give you their honest feedback. So that's what you want to emphasize over and over again. You want honest feedback. You want them to tell you not just what they loved, but what they didn't love. And again, like I've you know, have told you before, that honest feedback is so, so, so helpful. I have also many times when a student has, you know, several big areas of how I could improve things, I email them and say, thank you so much for letting me know that this was a great idea. And that was a great idea. And I'm absolutely going to be changing things around or implementing what you had to say. So, you know, take the time to thank those customers and students for their, um, their constructive feedback, because that's just as valuable to you. And Latoya also mentioned that when you have a new offer, you know, just don't be afraid to email your buyers directly and ask them, have they gotten started with your product? Do they have any questions? What have they learned so far? What do they need help with? Right. And then over time, you can automate that and have that be a form. But I do think that combination of a more personal type of email, even if it is part of your autoresponder, but just a personal email that doesn't include a form, but just kind of ask them how they're doing 
and encourages them to write you back, I think that is really powerful. And then combining that with automatically sending out a little survey tool or a little form within the first couple weeks of them buying, I think is a great way to do it. And then Vanessa from the Crafty Gemini said that um, she has a lot of private Facebook groups for her customers and students. And um, she has all sorts of sewing courses. That's her main niche. And so she encourages people to share images of the projects that they've made. And if she sees an image or, you know, feedback from someone that she wants to use, she'll just ask the person if she can share their post or share their, you know, their photo um, and she screenshots what they had to say and, of course, saves the fact that they said, yep, absolutely, you can share away. And that's pretty similar to what I do um, when my students are posting things directly in my student Facebook groups. I will save the post. I mean, that's something you can do right on Facebook, which is really nice. I will also grab a screenshot. And then, of course, I'll ask them if it's okay if I share it. So that can be a great way to go. I also really love, as far as those testimonials on your sales page go, I love having two different formats. Like, if you can have some testimonials that are pulled right from your shop review platform or right from a Facebook group and balance those with kind of your more prettied up longer paragraph style quotes. I think that's a really nice balance because the direct screenshots feel a little more realistic, right? But then you can balance that with those students who kind of had what I call fan letters, they had more to say, right? They had longer things to say. And so in, in those cases, it makes more sense to have their pretty photo and kind of format that fan letter. Okay, my friend, well, that is it for today's sales page secret. I hope by now you're convinced that customer testimonials are so important and so powerful for your page. And you're convinced that it's possible to get them. That truly it's a matter of getting your early beta testers in for new products and then asking for feedback and truly meaning it when you say you want to hear both the good and bad about your product, having at least one open-ended question as well, having potentially a few different ways for people to be giving their feedback and Overall, just really caring about your students and your customers and staying in touch so that you're getting that valuable feedback from them. And of course, now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant by getting those incredible customer testimonials for your products. <laughs>